Kia ora everyone, welcome along to Seeds Podcast. This is a bit of an unusual one, but I like to throw those in every once in a while. Two of my good friends, Sean Barnes and Carl Davidson, have been hosting a podcast called The 232 Podcast, which is all about books, and I just really enjoy it. So I asked them if I could make one of their episodes into an episode of Seeds, because I'm sure that those of you who like Seeds will like their podcast. So go into the show notes, check out what they're doing, and subscribe. They just finished their second season, and the episode that I thought I'd share with you is all about Dr. Seuss. And it's an example of what they do, usually looking at nonfiction books, but they look at fiction books. And as you can tell, it's a real variety of authors that they're discussing. They're going to be hosting a live podcast episode for the Seeds Impact Conference coming up in October as well. Now let's get straight into their episode about Dr. Seuss. Welcome to the 232 Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Carl. This podcast is about books, reading, and the meaning of life. Today we unpack another book because you know what they say. Too many books. Too little time. Welcome to the 232 podcast, and we're into episode 10. 10. And we're going a little bit different today, aren't we, Carl? Well, because come we're... on, we're going to do one of both of our favorite authors. Oh, and, <laughs> well, geez, it's not just us. Yeah. The man sold 600 million books. Yeah. So, But we're going to go author. We I are. I think. We are. Yes, and go, go broad. Mm. And dun, 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 we're, suspense. <laughs> we're going to talk about... Uh, Dr. Dr. Seuss. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and look, there's a link here, right? We will link what we're going to talk about if you're thinking about turning off immediately. Seuss uh, is going to link beautifully to what we talked about in terms of environmentalism and, and motivation. Yes. Uh, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yes, and we'll weave this back into the I mean, these. let's start with him, right? Yeah, so uh, Theodore yeah. Zeus Giesel. Yes. Now, Zeus is interesting. Because uh, so that is how... That, that was how it was originally pronounced. That's his it, German name. It rhymes it's, with a voice. It's a German name. Yeah, and but he's... He American, went with Goose. Yeah, yes. Someone suggested that go yeah. with Zeus because yes. everyone started to call him Zeus. Yes. Sounds like Mother Goose. Yeah, absolutely. Good for a children's writer. Yeah. And the doctor came because his dad wanted him to be. Uh, in medicine. In medicine. Yeah, we'll come back to that, right? Yeah, so, so go. Uh, so yeah. uh, Zeus, is Zeus, Zeus isn't his only pen name. No. He wrote not. under other names. My favorite one was Rosetta Stone. That's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> and he had yeah. his name backwards as well was yes. one of his names, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so obviously, as you said, not a real doctor. Um, he did go to Oxford to do graduate study. Oh. Um, met his wife there and dropped out, uh, interestingly. Oh. Um, this is really funny. He's an alum of Dartmouth College. Oh. And they gave him a, an honorary doctorate in yeah. the 50s. And he joked... Shit, now I have to call myself Doctor, Doctor Source. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So he um it's yeah, he his first book was age thirty three. Yeah, so lot. he well so he was an illustrator. Yes. And a cartoonist, cartoonist before yeah. and he actually wrote some books under different names, oh. which are kind of like novels and not kids' books. Oh right. Um but here's here's a really Have you ever read any of his No, other? none. In fact, mm. until we decided to do this episode, I didn't know there were any. But here's a fun fact. Um, his dad used to run a brewery oh. right back in Springfield, Massachusetts. Wow. And it was closed during Prohibition. Yeah. And so they made his dad the director of parks in Springfield and Mulberry Street is where one of the parks is. And that was his first book. And it was his first book. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Great. Yeah. Yeah, Springfield, yeah. Yeah, if I remember rightly, that's one of those towns outside of Boston, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful like... town. Well, here's the second great mm. prohibition fact. It explains his pen name. 
Yes. Right. And the reason he explains his pen name is he got caught. So he was the editor of the Dartmouth College magazine, mm-hmm. uh, Theodore Geisel, right? Yeah. Geisel. And he got caught drinking. Uh-huh. And so one of the things that happened was, as a punishment, he was banned from taking part in any extracurricular activities, including editing the magazine. Right. So he started editing the magazine under the name Dr. Seuss. Wow. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, this is good. I know. Good. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, these are, now, these so are the other thing, here's an overlap with some of the other writers yep. we talked about. Yep. Um, the reason he didn't start writing books until quite late is he had a very, very successful career in advertising. Oh. And because they didn't have any kids, yeah, that's what enabled him and his wife to travel the world. Right, and he traveled like thirty countries before he got the idea for Mulberry Street. Yeah, so he must have been successful. So we on. we we haven't determined that he's a top level musician and an athlete, yet, which is a good thing. <laughs> Sorry, which, is, which is what everybody else yeah, is on this bloody podcast. Um, no, it, so look, yeah. and it's not it's not really clear if he just said this. Uh, later on in life, but to help other people get so motivated. So he passed away in 1991. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. And and we'll talk about, because he wrote across his life, right? And yeah. that, that'll explain the books. But but he told people that Mulberry Street, oh, I, was it? I saw it yes. happen on Mulberry Street. I think, and to think I saw it on, it on Mulberry, Mulberry Street, Street. First yeah. book. Well, he said it was rejected by between 20 and 40 publishers. Whoa. And the story he told, which can't possibly be true, was that he was actually on his way home to burn the manuscript. Oh. And he bumped into an old Dartmouth College alum oh. who worked at uh, Viking Press, Vanguard Press. Okay. And then the book got published. It just sounds- It, sound, it, it sounds does, very urban myth, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, then, as you said, gone on to sell 600 million? 600 million copies in yeah. 20 languages. Which puts him- in the top 10 writers of all time. And when you think that that includes yeah. people like Shakespeare and, and there are books, uh, and Mao Zedong, yeah. you know, he yet to buy his book. And there are books China. that have hit the top 10 of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 17 and a half million copies. Yeah. So, uh, Green Eggs and Ham's brilliant because you know, of course, it was a bet with his publisher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, after he wrote Cat in the Hat, Use like 350 words, his publisher I think said. it's, yeah, it's two, it said 236 words right. for Cat in the Hat. Right, okay. And that he couldn't complete a book without exceeding that limit. And he did 50, 50 for Green words. Eggs and, and the only word yeah. that has um, more than one syllable in it is anywhere. Oh, that's brilliant. So, there, yeah. I, I, again, I, I'm not sure this is true, but I think like four or five books that he wrote in his life were written in prose. All the rest are in rhyming. I'm sorry, excuse me, did I just see you smell that book? Yeah, I asked um, my daughter, yeah. who's now 10, right. about to turn 11. She's grown up with these yes. books. Yeah. And so so her favourites were Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah. Little did she know that there's a lot in there about yes. a growth mindset. Yes, good, good. <laughs> yeah, right. great. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, yeah. um, I don't know how much she follow music, but um, uh, Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas yeah. took his... His moniker from uh, Green Eggs and uh, Ham. Sam, I am. There you go. That makes perfect sense. So, well, how um, about this? So he might not be mm. a great athlete and a musician, but he wrote Cat in the Hat and The Grinch Who Stole Christmas in the same year. Yeah. Think about and that. That's a lifetime massive. a lifetime achievement for anybody. Massive books, yeah. hey? And so uh, the other one that yeah. Mackenzie loved is Fox and Socks. Uh-huh. And I remember... So many painful nights <laughs> reading to her as a three, uh, you know, like right. a two, three, yeah, four year yeah, old, yeah. and she's hanging on every word, and I can't even say them. Oh, uh, no. Well, so here's yeah. the thing, right? So you talked about died in 1991. Uh, to Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street was published in 1937. The Cat in the Hat in 1957. Yes. The Lorax in 1971. And 
all, all the, the places way. you'll go in 1990. Yes. How is that for an arc? Oh, it's amazing. And then, yeah. you know, the ones we just talked about, Green Eggs and Ham, 1960, yeah. Fox and Socks, 1965. So yeah. we're talking that 50s, 60s. Unbelievable. And you can yeah. pick those books up now, yep. Yep. and they, they're children's favourites, aren't yeah. they? And we yeah. should say, obviously, he illustrated them, right? And yeah. You, and you can buy his art now and all of those things. Yeah. That's and a, they make yeah. for hilarious drinking games I, as well. So, yes, that, so yes, this is an yeah, all-ages yeah, thing. Yeah. I've got it, one of his art books. Oh, really? Somewhere. So yeah. they never had kids. And yeah. he famously said, uh, you know, you have them, I'll entertain them, which I thought was great. Uh, and, uh, you know, this being America, of course. Well, to be now, fair, he's already done that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Springfield, Massachusetts, there is, a, you know, there is a, the amazing world of Dr. Seuss Soyce, uh, Museum, right? So oh, wow. You, off you go. Amazing. And it's, uh, I think, last time I read, the curators of the museum are his stepchildren because he didn't have any of his own children. What is this obsession people have with books? Right, so that's that's Seuss, the Seuss, man, Seuss. We love work. him, right? Um, we both chose a different Seuss book to talk about. Which one did you choose? Yeah, so I I went with the Lorax. Yes, um, and I have to say this is a book. I wasn't big on the movie yeah. adaptation, but this is a book I have read over and over mm. and over. Partly, you know, Mackenzie loves it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it, it really speaks to everything that I value in the work that I do. Mm. And and um and I just love the line, you know, the unless someone like you cares an awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. That could be a strap line for what yep. motivates me, you yep. know, in my work. So so I've and and this is this is him to a T, isn't it? Like the Lorax, um, you know, first of all there's the Wunslers, the Truffler trees, the Thneeds, yep. which is very hard to say. The brown barber lutes, the swarmy swans, yeah. <laughs> the hummingfish. I went yeah, through yeah. and I was just I like, know. Oh, there's so much it's richness. So poetic and musical, yeah. But it really talks um in in a lot of people have read this book, but it talks about um, you know, basically consumerism, yep. um, ex, you know, globalism, all of that kind of stuff. It was written in the seventies. Yep. And and we've talked about, you know, um, Schumacher in seventy early seventies. We've talked about the Good Ancestor, yep. you know, a couple of weeks back, and and this idea of you know like everyone in in the line. It talks about that everyone needs a need. Yeah, it's just the yep. thing. Yep. It's a you know, and yep. and you start to reflect on modern world, and you're like, how yeah. do, do we need need is a very strong word or want. And it's all played on, and the biggering and biggering. You know, like uh, everything's look, yeah. b- bigger, 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 yeah. bigger. So, so I, mm. I didn't choose the Lorax. I chose oh, the places you'll go because you chose the Lorax. I mm. love the Lorax. In mm. fact, my um, my graduate work back in the nineties was all about environmentalism and consumption, and mm. I quoted the Lorax. Yes, I love the Lorax like yeah. you do. I love it dearly, but you beat me to it. Yeah. So <laughs> I chose right. his last book. I chose Oh, the Places You'll Go, which is the closest thing. Well, it's not the closest thing. Yeah. It's the most obvious thing he's got about motivation. Yeah, and, and, and a little story about that. Yeah. That was that was one of the readings of our wedding. No. So we also oh, love wow. that book. Okay. So we yeah. have one of our dear friends oh, get wow. up and read a passage So interestingly – it's his best-selling book, but only because. Is it really? Yeah, but only ah. because you know it's every year ju- uh, around graduation time in America. Oh, of course, it spikes because it's a great graduation gift. Of the yeah, yeah. the rah rah, you're yeah. on your way. You're, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, so the interesting thing you talked about the characters in um, the Lorax. The really interesting thing about 
other places you'll right. go. Is, you are the character. That's right. There are you. characters. It's yeah. you. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's one of the only uh, Seuss books that's written in the future tense. Yes. This is what you will do. And he wrote – so do you know the story of when it was written? Yes. Because that's the year before yeah. he passed away, yes. isn't it? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you yeah, do. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. I, I mean, look, the point is right. The point we're both making. These might look like kids' books, and of course, at some level, they are kids' books. Yeah. But both of these books contain a great deal of wisdom. This one about sustainability and consumption, this one about goal-setting motivation, yes. yep. and also what to do when things don't turn out well. Yeah, I loved I, – I just – I mean, oh, the places you go, there's so many um, little – the down days – you know, yeah. um, that you the bang ups and hang ups can happen to you. There I you just go. Like, you know, oh, it's, I think it's yeah. great. You know, this yeah. idea. Yeah, you know, you're going to have this stuff going on, yeah. and and you know, choices, opportunities, different paths in life, balancing active life. Yeah, there's totally. so much stuff in there. Yeah, look. So here's but here's the crazy stuff about yeah. both these books. Like you know, in the time that you listen to this podcast of us talking about them, you could read them both. Yes. The places you'll go has got I think 900 words. You read yeah. it in five minutes. Yeah. You know, like you know. Yeah. To, you, Press pause on the podcast and go on. Go and read go the and damn read thing, you know, yes. like, and, 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 and then come back. But 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 you know, um, here are some of you talked about some of the things you love. Here's some of mine. Uh, kid, you'll move mountains. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So, so get on, on your, your way. way. Yeah. Sort of thing you put on the wall of your kids, right? Yeah. In fact, we've got a couple. Of you do. You look at that. There you go. Yeah. Wow. The more that you read, the more things you will know. The more Literally, that you learn, the, the more places, places you will go. go. I don't know if that's from that book. I think it is. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself down any direction you choose. Wow. <laughs> I just love it, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. And the other funny thing, um, which is going to link to a future podcast um, that we've got coming up, there are books that Dr. Zeus has done that I'd never heard of. Right. Of course. Though, yeah. Right? And, and 44 that, of them. Yeah. I mean, he wrote 44 books under yeah. Dr. Seuss. And, and I think there's stuff that's come out. Posthumously right. as well, but one of them um, that we're both waiting for is it <laughs> for our friends at Book Deposit. Yes, RIP. RIP. Yeah, for my many coloured days. Yes, that's right. And yeah. that was a I didn't realise that was posthumously. I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that always w- w- worries me. It's always like you know uh, when when recording artists die and then they release music that they hadn't released in their lifetime. Is that because they didn't think it was good enough? They hadn't finished it. Yeah. You know, or was it? And someone else thinks yeah. that they can make some money off yeah. it, or was it? Fully formed, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, what what Prince has got about four thousand songs that we're yet to hear. So, yeah, <laughs> all fully formed, but that's good. So, I just want to go back to the yes. um, a pitch for the other oh, places you'll go because you know you're right. It, it it's inspiring, but it also talks about um, you know, as you said, the challenges you'll face and helping you think about the challenges you'll mm. face. And I think the most the most insightful and sophisticated line in the book is the one that goes. I'm afraid that sometimes you'll play lonely games too. Games you can't win cost you'll play against you. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? It's like six years of psychology study and I could have just been reading more doctors. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> right. One of the things yeah. I, I flicked through last night yeah. and and there's a, there's a double page called The Waiting Place and I thought that was a really cool moment yes. in the book as well yeah. where it talks about indecision. Yeah. All these people sitting there waiting, waiting for something to happen. Yes. Yes. And in, in, in contrast to the action yeah. of the book. Well, that's the whole point, right? You know, and again, if you think about it, we've talked about this about anxiety, but the, you know, the cure for rumination is action. Mm. You know, like you've mm. just got to get up and do something, do yeah. anything. 98 yeah. and three quarters percent guaranteed. Uh, indeed, I, yeah. know, I know. I do like that. Books, books. I need my books.
I think I was aware that there were um, patterns of writing, but I didn't realize the intricacies of the way he writes yes. and, and, and the beats and the rhyming and the linguistics of it. Yeah. And that there's a very deliberate, like this is all very, very deliberate. I think, I think people associate a lot of this stuff with Dr. Zeus. Like he, well, there's a couple, uh, well, there's a couple yeah. of things, you know, in that, right? So one is kind of the rules of rhetoric, which we've known forever, mm -hmm. you know, about pacing, about yeah. combination, about how we, how we do that poetic stuff. But what he does, of course, is he mixes it with the absurd. Yes. You know, and if you think this is, you know, even the cat in the hat, it's the 50s. We're not talking about hippie 60s. No. Like he's no, coming he's... out with this, this absurdity. And you think about some of his diagrams in the Lorax. Yes. You know, like just, they're just ridiculous, right? Yeah. And Is that it, the illustrator potentially? You know, I like don't know. the combination of pictures. Yeah. Which came and, first in his head, right? Which, right, yeah. So That's a potentially really good question. he's, you know, yeah. like he's got this very abstract view, but also, oh, here comes the. The, the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, these are like the popular and nice sounding books. But then the other thing is not not just the intricacies of the English and the prose he's using. It's also a very serious side yeah. to these books. Yes. And he's been maligned and criticized for taking children's books and making them a little bit too serious or right. dark or yeah. all that kind well, of stuff. Well, think about that, the arc of his life, right? Like if, mm. you, if you think about his biography, he talks about, you know, there was quite a lot of anti-German prejudice against him and his, his family mm. in Springfield, mm. right? And then, uh, you know, World War One, the Depression, World War Two. Yeah. Like, you know, he comes from some pretty serious... But it's, he's lived 87 years, I you know, know, like, so he's yeah. he's been through... A lot more than yeah, you and I yeah. have been through. Here's the interesting question, mm. right? I wonder at what point uh, did he become Dr. Seuss in his head? You know what I mean? Like, mm. so this is what a Dr. Seuss book looks like. Because he would have tried a number of things, right? And then he would have got the formula. Yes. So there is a formula, but mm. but there's also a massive diversity in these books. Yes. And that's what I love about them. And I, I don't think I really appreciate it until you start reading more and more yeah. of them and how different, you know, like even just the English is different. Um, but... Also, the you know the serious side, like you know some of the academic stuff that it's about rhyming syllables, antonyms like one fish, two fish, yes. red fish, blue yes. fish. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. antonyms is a big thing. Decoding, yes. so getting yes. kids to yeah. to decode what a nonsense word would sound like based on a word that was real. Yeah, and, so we should have mm, said right. I mean, I mm. think the cat in the hat in particular was inspired by him reading something that was about how literacy rates in America mm. were going down. And part of that was that kids just weren't enjoying reading. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I can make a book that kids can enjoy reading. Yeah, he's done like it. 600 million copies later, right? Yeah, well, that's so right. That, yeah. So that was like around a skill, reading. Mm. And then what's happened, if you look at the arc, is eventually he takes on much bigger issues, the Lorax, oh, about ecology, sure. you know, the places you well, go. I, well, even yeah. in the 50s, uh, yeah. see, the Horton Hears a Who yes. was talking about American post-war occupation of Japan. Japan. Yes. Now, I don't know whether that's been retrofitted yeah. into that. No, no. The, lots of people talk about the Cold War politics yeah, and things. Yeah. And uh, the Grinch. Yes. You yes, know, yes, materialism yes, and consumerism. Yes. But that was in the 50s. Yeah. At peak, you know, consumption, yeah. quality of life, America. Not in the 80s, the what have we done moment. Yeah. It's the. Well, that's what I was saying, yeah. right? And not even in the 60s. Yes. Right before that. So, yeah. And you know, inter I mean, Horton, here's a who. Internationalism yeah. in the, you know, 50s. So, prof so, so prophetic as well, right? Look, I'm, yeah. uh, uh, these are great books for me. I mean, The Lorax and Oh, The Places You'll Go. Mm. And we're not even talking about the whole oeuvre of Dr. Seuss or Zeus. 
I think these are great books. Oh, for uh, sure. But I mean, surely every household who's listening to this podcast already has them. Well, you and can get them. Yeah, you know, like yeah. these are so, these are library classics. But I, yeah. I, I think you should read these on date night. I don't think you should just read these to your kids in the bath. I think on date night, read oh, them to your partner. That serious? No. <laughs> how is that? How is that serious? Well, the Lorax actually has at yeah, various times made me cry. Or, yeah, 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 it made you, makes you think, doesn't it? this one certainly doesn't. The places, the you, places go, you go. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. talking about that. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, you're talking yeah. about your relationship. Today is your day. Your mountain yeah. is okay. waiting, I'm, so get on your I'm way. I'm good with that. I was yeah. just sitting down thinking about reading Fox and Socks oh. on date night. Oh, well, that's yeah. maybe not be, maybe a bit kinky. Yeah, but some of these are, <laughs> you know, like, well, I, I don't know. The big thing for yeah. me, yeah. in all honesty, is, is yeah. go and read all of them. Like, don't don't yeah. just settle with the ones that you read as a kid. Like, read them again. Like, well, as I said, are, like they, they yeah. on average they'll take like five minutes, right? And they're, and they're timeless. Yeah, you know, you don't need to have children to go back to these. But a good excuse. I mean, I've, I'm sitting here with a big pile. I know. I love, bought, it. I love it. I was just like, yeah. well, buy the box set. Yeah. It's like this is. <laughs> I took I took the Carl I took the Carl approach yeah. to books. <laughs> I'll just buy the box set. So oh, yeah. Good. So um, yeah. amazing stuff, and you know, oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of beyond words. So, you know, we've we've danced around a pretty great man today. Yeah, yeah. And 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 look, in in terms of the podcast, we we cover a lot of pretty dense nonfiction, but actually, in terms of profundity, oh, this, this stuff is at least as profound as that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and you don't need three hundred and fifty pages. Yeah. You know, like you're talking about four yeah. minute reading. How good would it be to do a conference paper in the style of Dr. Seuss? I'm sure it's been. No, I know, but the next time we get invited to a conference. And the other thing I'm interested in is the linguistics. Is yeah. like what happens in twenty different languages with yes. this? Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm picking that they've been taking well, the rhymes well, and yes. Well, that. someone will have to have worked. It. It's so funny because years ago, when I was a, an academic, I read a, a brilliant book. We've talked about it. Miss Smiller's Feeling for Snow. Ah, yes. Or Sophie's World. It was one of those two that yeah. those great big books from a million years ago. And it had been translated from Scandinavian into English. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to a friend of mine who taught uh, American studies, I was saying, I, I can't believe how brilliantly the translation was done, how musical and rhythmic mm-hmm. the sentences mm-hmm. were. And he looked at me and he went, oh, did you read it in English, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you know that's exactly right. Like, imagine yeah. making this work in French or German or Mandarin. Yeah, and the challenge of that yeah. would be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, read widely. Yes. Find the Chinese version of the. Uh, of, of, <laughs> well, um, I'm sure the you, Grinch. It'd be a great way to test your French or your or your Tarot. Yes. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Yeah. But no, honestly, great books. Don't think of them as kids' books. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. No, surprise this one, Sean. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 232 podcast. We'll be back soon with another book, unpacked, distilled, and unhinged. But until then, stop, stop read, and, and repeat. repeat.